Today, Nerdly Ramblings segment will be binge-worthy on Season 2 of The Boys. Again, please be sure you know that spoilers are ahead. So, no, I can't spoil it for you. Because maybe you've spoiled it for yourself. <laughs> okay, let's get started. So first, I wanted to talk about The uh, Butcher, a short film, which uh, takes place a bit before season two of The Boys. And the reason why I want to talk about that is because I think it's actually a little bit instrumental into the main story to watch it first, before you even watch episode one of season two of The Boys. It takes place right after Homelander drops uh, Butcher off uh, right before the beginning of season two and right at the end of season one, where Butcher doesn't know where his wife is. He just saw her, and so he's trying to retrace her steps, his steps rather, to find her again. And he's running from the police, and so he ends up uh, getting shelter from one of his old friends uh, named Jock. And... They get to talking, and it's a nice reunion, but then his friend ends up calling the police on him, so Butcher ends up, uh, well, beating Jock to death uh, and having to go on the run again and kind of catch up with his old friends, uh, M.M., otherwise known as uh, Mother's Milk, and uh, Frenchie, and everyone else. And if you're having trouble remembering, the reason why Butcher is on the run from the police, uh, it's because he's being framed for the murder of Madeline Stilwell, uh, one of the higher-ups from season one. So we start with episode one of season two, The Big Ride. And you get to see uh, the fugitives, like all the people I just previously uh, stated, as well as uh, Kamiko, the gal that they helped in season one, as well as Huey. And they learn about a superpowered terrorist uh, with uh, telekinetic abilities uh, that has come by uh, ship or boat uh, over to America. And they try to inform their CIA contact, Rainer, uh, the lady from uh, the lady director from the uh, first season. However, when they meet with her, uh, she's swiftly killed quite gruesomely. Huey doesn't really care for Butcher anymore, as he feels that uh, Butcher kind of left all of them, uh, which he kind of did. Uh, however, Frenchie does end up uh, contacting Butcher in order to bring him back into the fold because they feel they need a leader, uh, and Butcher's it. Huey and Annie team up in this season uh, under Bot's nose and all the other Super's noses. Uh, Annie, if you remember, is the super girlfriend he had, uh, Huey had, in the first season. They end up... Uh, meeting up with another super that works for Vought named Gecko, where he can actually heal limbs back almost instantaneously to be able to get Compound V from him. Now that Madeline Stilwell is gone, Homelander thinks that he's kind of in charge of the Seven, the superhero team. However, the CEO, uh, Stan Edgar, who is was higher and is higher than Madeline Stilwell was, uh, he basically, uh, tells, uh, Homelander that he doesn't have as much power as he thinks he does, and so he makes a new superhero part of the team named Stormfront, who is actually quite powerful. She has electric abilities as well as flight, super strength, and a pretty good degree of invulnerability. She is probably only matched by Homelander. 
Homelander, of course, doesn't like this. He likes to be number one. And at the same time, he he didn't feel consulted at all, so it's all gone over his head. In this episode as well, you do get to see Homelander uh, start to build any kind of a relationship with his son, Ryan. And on the other end of the spectrum, the Deep, the uh, kind of the Aquaman of this series, uh, he ends up joining a church uh, called The Collective. And he's doing this to kind of have a place that he can be. Uh, he was brought on by a uh, kind of like a, a bow and arrow type of guy, kind of like, oh, uh, a good example would be Green Arrow from DC or Hawkeye from Marvel. In episode two of season two, it's uh, called Proper Preparation and Planning. Butcher ends up uh, contacting Mallory, the person who uh, started the group, The Boys, in a sense, uh, before season one, uh, the person that used to be part of the CIA. He's wanting to make a trade that they, uh, well, Mallory will help him find his wife, Becca, if he can deliver this super terrorist that's come into the country in the previous episode. Which they do end up learning about this super terrorist is that it's Kamiko's younger brother, Kenji, uh, who they end up being able to capture. At the end of season one, A-Train was in a bit of a coma because of a heart attack from taking Compound V. Uh, that his heart was enlarged and stuff like that, and he was very weakened. However, now that he's out of his coma in uh, episode two and whatnot, uh, and further, he ends up uh, threatening Annie uh, to expose her to the rest of the supers and everything. But she's able to keep him quiet by saying if she goes down, she'll take him with her by telling everyone that he killed Popclaw. That was A-Train's former girlfriend in season one. In this episode, we do see uh, Homelander kind of barging in more and more into Becca and Ryan's life. Um, Becca being the wife of Butcher and Ryan being Homelander's uh, illegitimate son, so to speak. And Becca really hates this, as she knows uh, Homelander is a bit of a psychopath. Or a sociopath. I think he's probably more of a sociopath. On the other side of it, the Deep keeps getting in more and more into this uh, Church of the Collective as he takes some, uh, um, some substances that make him start hallucinating some funny things. Again, I try not to spoil too, too much and just stick to the story. But it does give an insight into the Deep and how much he has this self-image of himself and that he's actually just a bit of a hurt human being like many of us or most of us are. And finally, um, it's in this episode, we do find out that Elena, uh, Queen Maeve's uh, ex-girlfriend, that they're together, and that Maeve does fear that Homelander will kill uh, Elena if he finds out that they're in a relationship, because, again, it's all about him. Episode 3 is entitled, Over the Hill with the Swords of a Thousand Men. So in this episode, Homelander keeps trying to get Ryan to use his abilities, which he never really has because Becca didn't really want him to. She wanted him to have a regular life because he's only half a super, in a sense. And he ends up falling off the roof, and uh, Becca comes out and blames Homelander. And uh, there's a bit of a fight that ends up happening, and Ryan ends up using his abilities uh, to some success against Homelander. And Homelander is surprised and a little bit proud. So Annie does end up getting the Compound V from Gecko and does uh, leak it. 
And then that way it comes out that uh, superheroes are made by Vought and Compound V, not naturally. And that's why they've been in the United States only. It's not some uh, God-given right or anything. And Edgar, the CEO, ends up finding the uh, captured uh, soup terrorist that the boys have because they're on a boat. And he ends up sending the seven after them. A really neat battle ensues where a bunch of sea creatures attack that boat and they end up getting to land where they end up uh, basically throwing the deep aside because the deep just involved himself. He wasn't actually called to it. Uh, just his marine friends were able to tell him where they were. And uh, it's really neat. Uh, the guy named Kenji, who is the soup terrorist, so to speak, and he is uh, Kamiko's younger brother. His ability is, again, telekinesis, where he's able to move objects specifically. Uh, and at one point, he throws a train at... Not a train. That would be way too funny. Um, he throws a train at Homelander and eventually squares off against uh, Stormfront, which she eventually wins. Again, don't want to tell you how. She does end up, I should say Stormfront, ends up killing uh, Kenji. And in the ensuing battle, she kills a lot of bystanders just because she wanted to. Uh, and it eventually all gets blamed on Kenji, the super terrorist. And so it's shown in this episode more and more that although Homelander is probably a sociopath, it looks like Stormfront is a psychopath which really made me sad when I watched it because I was hoping in the first episodes you get to see her, she looks like she doesn't care, like, oh, you know, I do this just because. stuff. Like, she has a no-care attitude, and it's, it's refreshing to see because she doesn't take anything too seriously, um, and she looks like she might be an ally for Annie. However, after seeing how she treats people and does things, she, in a sense, could be more dangerous than even Homelander. Because Homelander, at least, has the weakness of wanting to be loved. Edgar, the CEO of Vought, is able to turn this story around and say, oh, if it wasn't for Compound V, we wouldn't have supers to be able to fight these guys, while at the same time, uh, supers are needed, and to prevent such incidences, uh, Compound V will be needed. And uh, this wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for Madeline Stilwell. Again, he's blaming somebody that's died because it's not going to do any damage. Episode 4 is entitled, Nith <laughs> pardon me, Nothing Like It in the World. So in this episode, uh, Mallory, the again, the person who originally started The Boys with Butcher... Uh, who used to work for the CIA, even though she didn't end up getting the soup uh, as uh, the soup terrorist as part of the deal with Butcher, she ends up giving some information about an old superhero from the 70s na and 60s named uh, Liberty and gave Butcher Becca's location anyways. Butcher does end up finding the compound where uh, Ryan and Becca live. It's basically a, a, a fake small town or whatever, um, kind of reminded me of the Truman Show. And the whole reason is to, again, give Ryan protection and Becca at the same time be able to kind of give him a normal life, with, which Homelander never had. Butcher, of course, wants uh, Becca to come with him, but Becca says, I can't without Ryan. And he's saying, oh, bring him along. And she says, you, won't, you, you hate supers, uh, soups, or whatever you want to call them. And... 
he tries lying to her and she sees right through it. These two are meant for each other and they do love each other, but she also loves her son, which is, it's very sweet. So Homelander does end up cornering Annie at one point and uh, has his hand like, kind of like a, like he puts his palm out like in a blade kind of looking form, ready to push it into her stomach because he feels that she's betrayed them and everything. Uh, and she just basically says, uh, no, like, I'm just not a murderer, uh, in reference to the other episode where, uh, Homelander had a train thrown at him. Annie had found Huey and refused to kill him when Homelander saw this. And she just said, I'm just not a murderer, which Homelander did end up accepting. So going into it, Butcher and, uh, the boys, they, they end up looking into stuff uh, because of this uh, superhero liberty, uh, what does this have to do with anything? And they find a person that uh, kind of got uh, shut up by Vought um, back in the 1970s because a hate crime murder was committed by Liberty back in the 1970s. And they do end up finding out that the pictures of Liberty and Stormfront are extremely the same, which they end up finding out that Liberty and Stormfront are the same person. So it's at this time we can figure out that Stormfront is actually much older than any superhero that we've seen so far, even though she looks like she's in her 20s, maybe early 30s. Stormfront, as I was saying before, looked like a cool person and a possible friend to Annie in the earlier episodes of Season 2 before we started finding out about all this stuff about her. She keeps getting more and more socially popular using social media. And this just enrages Homelander further and further. So he ends up uh, telling everybody that Maeve is a lesbian, as well as replacing A-Train with another uh, super fast hero. And in that way, he gets to kind of take control of the Seven again in his eyes. And a couple other uh, side notes of this episode is that uh, the uh, the Church of the Collective uh, makes the Deep marry somebody. And they throughout this episode, you're just seeing like an interview here or there of different women saying what they would do with their husband. And of course, he wants the uh, most dirtiest girl uh, when in fact they end up picking who he's going to be an arranged wife with. And it's it's a pretty funny scene to see all these different people and all that kind of stuff. And some of them seem really crazy uh, and others are just downright very sweet people. And uh, it's, it's a neat montage uh, to go on through the uh, episode. And also what we've seen through season one, also up to this point in season two, is how much Frenchie really likes Kamiko and how much he protects her and everything. And he makes a bit of a breakthrough and figures out it's motivated by past things he's done. So he's trying to make amends by helping her. Episode five is entitled, We Gotta Go Now. In this episode, uh, Homelander goes somewhere where he ends up uh, killing a uh, bad guy. It's not a super or anything like that. It's just a regular bad person. Uh, but he ends up killing somebody else by accident. So he gets a lot of backlash for it. And I had originally assumed and hoped that Stormfront and Homelander would kind of have it out. And, and maybe Stormfront would be able to take out Homelander or something. Just to get one of these bad guys off the board. But instead, Stormfront ends up helping Homelander's popularity. 
And with that, uh, they end up becoming into a intimate relationship. Butcher in this episode is quite uh, disillusioned as he was not able to get Becca to go with him. So Butcher ends up leaving the group again to go to his aunt's aunt, I should say, <laughs> Judy's house. Um, and Huey and M.M. end up going with him uh, because they kind of fear for his life. Black Noir, however, ends up uh, finding them and coming into the house and they set up a bunch of bombs and everything to try and stop Black Noir, but he just keeps coming. Uh, however, Edgar, the CEO, ends up calling Black Noir off because Butcher has information on Ryan and what's going on there. In this episode, uh, lots of the supers are making a uh, movie, which of course, again, if you're going to have a lot of sponsors and whatnot, you got to do things like movies. Uh, so they're making a movie and they're on set and Annie goes into uh, Stormfront's trailer and ends up finding emails and whatnot, uh, correspondence between Edgar, the CEO, and Stormfront about a psychiatric hospital. Stormfront does end up catching Annie in the trailer, and uh, Stormfront, although doesn't have any proof, does basically say you were the one that leaked Compound V to Annie. And Annie, feeling frightened and everything, comes back with, I know that you're Liberty. So now it's been very much written into stone that they are enemies or like will keep out of each other's paths or watch yourself kind of thing. And finally, it's also revealed that Queen Maeve uh, wants to bring Homelander down uh, in order to uh, make sure that uh, her girlfriend Elena is safe and everybody else may be safe. She just doesn't know how to do it. Episode 6 is called The Bloody Doors Off. So in this episode, uh, the uh, psychiatric hospital is called Sage Grove and uh, M.M., and Kamiko and Frenchie all go there and they find out that the patients here are all compound V patients. So they've all had compound B V put into them to see what would happen. And they find out these are all guinea pigs to uh, stabilize compound V in adults because it's normally used in babies. So they the babies will grow up and develop superpowers. Uh, whereas it, it doesn't have, it, it has varying effects, I should say, in adults. In season one, it opens up with, uh, Starlight becoming, or I should say Annie, who is Starlight, uh, becoming part of the Seven, the superhero team, and she's replacing a superhero named Lamplighter. Well, in this episode, in episode six of season two, uh, they find out that one of the orderlies is Lamplighter. They get into a fight with Lamplighter, and it ends up uh, basically a cataclysmic event that makes uh, all the patients get out with their abilities. And they're all unhinged people, uh, whether it be because um, either they've been tortured or because uh, maybe they did have uh, psychiatric trouble to begin with, and now they have superpowers. The boys do end up uh, getting, uh, like, stopping or getting uh, Lamplighter, and they don't kill him at Mallory's uh, request, uh, even though Lamplighter ended up uh, killing her grandchildren years before. 
which Frenchie has a lot of uh, remorse and guilt around that because he was supposed to be following Lamplighter that night uh, that he killed Mallory's grandchildren uh, and ended up having to bug out for whatever reason. It's also in this episode where we do find out uh, that Stormfront was the first successful Compound V subject. So while it was being created, uh, Frederick Vaught had to uh, use test subjects and his wife ended up uh, taking the Compound V and she got those abilities, uh, which means that she was born in 1919, uh, making her about 100 years old which then it's explained this old lady that's in a picture with her is actually her daughter who remained normal and everything. She, I don't think she was ever experimented on, who I believe died of Alzheimer's or something uh, a few years prior or something to this season. Uh, so she outlived her daughter. And we find out that she has uh, basically some Nazi idealists uh, saying that uh, supers or soups are the master race that she wants Homelander because he's so powerful to help lead into a new world order that if they can eventually make a million strong uh, soups then they can take over the world. So Queen Maeve does end up uh, getting help from the deep uh, in order to get some uh, leverage in blackmailing uh, Homelander by getting a video of in first season where Queen Maeve and Homelander had went to help a plane uh, hijacked by terrorists uh, that they ended up causing to crash, or I should say Homelander did, and showing that they left without saving anybody. This this video is very incriminating, and so therefore Queen Maeve now has some leverage against Homelander, but when to use it. And finally, a couple other side notes to this episode. Uh, the Deep ends up getting A-Train, because A-Train's now been uh, ousted out of the Seven, to join the Church of the Collective. And at the same time, a powerful soup from uh, Sage Grove uh, Psychiatric Hospital was able to escape Sage Grove. Even though she had been electrocuted by Stormfront, uh, she, this patient has the ability to uh, cause people to explode and has a degree of invulnerability, at the very least, uh, and I think maybe strength as well. Well, she wasn't actually dead, and she was able to escape and get on the road. So we might see this patient in Season 3. Episode 7 is entitled, Butcher, Baker, Candlestick, Maker. Throughout this season, we've seen a congresswoman named Victoria Newman uh, speak out against supers, or I should say soups, I keep doing that. Um, and she even at one point uh, holds a rally uh, with people saying like, oh, you know, soups shouldn't be in charge and, and stuff like that. And Homelander ends up uh, coming there and just making a big mockery of it. Like people start speaking out against him and he ends up uh, pretending killing all of them with his laser eyes kind of thing. And you can see when he shows up to try and win the crowd over that at the same time, uh, the uh, congresswoman, Victoria, she is very worried that he's here because she probably understands how unhinged he is. But in the seventh episode, Victoria Newman, the congresswoman, is uh, it's brought to her attention that about Sage Grove and all that kind of stuff and with Lamplighter as a chief witness. 
So this is basically the stuff she was looking for to be able to bring Vought down. It's around this time that Vought does find out uh, Starlight, or Annie, uh, has betrayed Vought, and they end up uh, throwing her into a, uh, basically, a soup prison. Uh, something meant to uh, keep soups contained. Huey ends up getting Lamplighter's help, though, to rescue her. Lamplighter ends up uh, basically sacrificing himself in order to make it possible for Annie, or Starlight, to escape the uh, holding cell inside of Vought's uh, building. And uh, in the ensuing stuff, uh, Annie ends up coming up against uh, Black Noir, which Black Noir ends up nearly killing Annie, but then Queen Maeve ends up saving her by using one of Black Noir's only weaknesses. Again, something you'll have to see. At this point, the boys have lost, and also the Congresswoman has lost, their uh, biggest chip in the fight kind of thing. Um, with Lamplighter being lost, it's their key witness. Uh, so what ends up happening is uh, Butcher ends up going to see uh, basically... Uh, Homelander's surrogate father, which he kind of, Homelander ended up kind of crippling in season one, so he's in a wheelchair in this season, and tells him, "Listen, you you know everything. Uh, you you were the doctor for years there. You've got lots of information on Vought, and with your information, we can bring them down." Which he eventually, uh, again, the guy Butcher's talking to, does agree to help testify. In another scene, we then see that uh, there's a hearing going on and uh, the the doctor, uh, Vogelbaum, I think his name is, uh, he ends up uh, coming to say stuff about Vought and everything and then he ends up dying the same way uh, Rainer, the uh, gal who was running, the, or the director of the CIA in uh, earlier episodes and in season one, uh, who ended up being killed earlier, the doctor who was going to uh, testify ends up dying the same way, as well as many other people that are in uh, the uh, testimonial, as well as even the uh, speedster, uh, the speed hero that replaced A-Train named Shockwave. You might remember him from season one where him and A-Train went into a race together and Atre won because of his uh, use of Compound V. Well, he ends up dying the same way as well. So we also know that whoever's doing this, whatever assassin's doing this for whatever reasons, they can do this to supers as well. And it also doesn't seem to be targeting just no one either because it was people against Vought, it was people that are technically on Vought's team and everything. And uh, so the whole thing is, is thrown out. But at the same time, it still does cast a little bit of a... A shadow on like is Vought doing this anyways and maybe they're trying to cover it up by killing one of their own heroes. In this episode it is quite sad. Uh, Maeve, I should say Queen Maeve, uh, ends up breaking up with her girlfriend Elena because Elena ends up finding the video of Queen Maeve leaving the plane uh, with Homelander and everything uh, and not saving those people. So this, this makes uh, Queen Maeve go into a, a little bit of a depression. And finally, uh, the other main thing to note in this episode is uh, 
Stormfront and Homelander end up manipulating Ryan, Becca's son, to leave with them because they tell him, oh, it's, this is just a compound and, and all this kind of stuff like made for you and you haven't seen the real world. So Ryan, feeling a little betrayed by his mother, ends up going with them. In the final episode of season two of The Boys, episode eight, What I Know, which I wish, again, the title is What I Know, <laughs> um, I wish they would have done 10 episodes this time. It's it's a great story, and I know that stretching a story out isn't necessarily better, but I wish they would have called for more episodes and and put more into the season, because I just love this series. In this episode, uh, Butcher ends up making a deal with Edgar, uh, the CEO of Vought, to help get Ryan back from Homelander. Because it is revealed throughout the season that Ryan's kind of a contingency against Homelander, that if he can at least match Homelander's powers uh, years from now, that if Homelander became completely unstable and a danger, that Ryan might be able to stop him. So I don't want to spoil too much of uh, kind of the battle scenes that are inevitably going to happen in this episode uh, because it's it's really good uh, between everything that happens with uh, with Homelander and Stormfront. Uh, but the only things that I will reveal is that uh, some supers uh, team up and it, it becomes really, really awesome uh, in the end. Uh, and again, good storytelling where it eventually culminates in Stormfront ending up uh, finding Becca with Ryan uh, because, uh, again, uh, Becca wanted her son back, so she went to Butcher, and then Butcher went to Edgar, and they were able to kind of organize this. And Becca is with Ryan when Stormfront catches up, and Stormfront's going to kill Becca. And what ends up happening is... Ryan ends up saving his mom, Becca, from Stormfront by crippling her, um, basically taking off her arms and whatnot. Uh, again, I won't reveal how. Butcher is there to see this happen and everything as well, which he, he hates Ryan for it, but he knows that this was an accident, which is uh, how Becca dies also, because it, it ends up uh, basically causing... Um, Becca to go terminal. It's a very sad scene, but she begs uh, Butcher in this scene to look after Ryan as if he were her own, because it is all that he will have left, and it will be in her. And Ryan's a good kid, as far as we've seen so far. So, again, it's a very touching scene, and all the scenes leading up to this is really awesome. Homelander does end up catching up, though, and seeing what's happened to Stormfront, uh, tries to get Ryan to go with him, and Ryan sees Homelander for what he is, I think, now, and sees Butcher, even though Butcher hasn't really been in his life, he knows his mom loved him. So Ryan ends up going with Butcher, and then that's when Queen Maeve catches up and says, I have this video of what happened with the plane, you leave them alone. And me and my girlfriend as well. And he ends up saying okay to that because, again, his weakness is sociopathic, which is it's about him and he needs to be loved. And if the people were to find out that he did this, he would no longer be loved. So what this all culminates in is uh, Stormfront's Nazis past 
ends up uh, being leaked. So they end up blaming a lot of this stuff on Stormfront and they clear you know, <laughs> um, Annie's, uh, like she was, uh, she was thrown in prison as, as I previously said, a holding cell anyway. And uh, she was blamed for a lot of the stuff. Well, now Vought is blaming Stormfront and saying that uh, Annie was uh, wronged here. Again, changing the story to fit their purposes. A-Train ends up rejoining the Seven as their speedster. And at the same time, uh, the Deep is again left out of the Seven, uh, while the boys are now clear of all charges. So the boys are now free boys. So all of the characters are now able to uh, see their families and see, uh, again, and, and no one's in danger anymore, at least of the police and trying to be captured. Ryan is relocated once again, but this time by the CIA, not by Vought. And then hopefully he will never be seen again uh, by Homelander, and he can grow up and possibly have a decent, normal life, hopefully. Or at least be trained to fight his father, hopefully, or something like that. I don't know how the next seasons will go. Throughout this season, though, uh, again, that uh, the church that A-Train and uh, this, this Arrow guy, as well as the deep are part of the guy in charge of the church seems to have some pull with Vought as earlier in the season, they, uh, he, I should say he, the leader of this church ended up having a dinner with, uh, Edgar and discussing some stuff. And it was him who was able to get a train back in the seven. And however, he was not able to get the deep back in with the seven so, again, not too sure what they're playing at here, and for some reason, this church really likes Fresca. At the end of episode 8 in the second season, though, the leader of this church ends up dying the same way all those people did in the uh, hearing earlier with uh, Shockwave and the doctor guy that was going to testify against Vought, as well as uh, the CIA director uh, earlier that had died the same way. Well, this church director guy... Uh, leader of the church, ends up dying the same way. And we find out the whole time it was somebody close to all these situations. Again, I'm not going to spoil this part for you. But we do find out that it was somebody that was very close to everything and what they're driving at or what their plan is is very unclear at this point. And another side note is that Huey... Uh, now that he's a, a free guy again, like all charges have been dropped, um, he ends up uh, working for the Congresswoman Victoria Newman, uh, working in her campaign. So my final thoughts about this season, that it was as good or better than the first season of The Boys. It was, uh, it, it's, it's a terrific story, and it does follow the comics uh, decently. The difference I've found between the boys' series and the comics is that in the comics, the boys end up using Compound V to have some abilities against the supers to bring them down, and they're backed by the CIA to do it. Whereas in this uh, TV series, they are working much more under the radar and everything, but it, I think maybe with what they're doing is that season one and two are basically before the comics 
that this is the lead up to that maybe the CIA will help the boys from here in stopping a lot of bad supers. So maybe we'll see a lot more closer to the comics and storylines such as with uh, Black Noir uh, down the road as currently he is in a coma again for reasons that I'll let you find out from. This is just a really great series again. One of the one of the great points I thought of it again was uh, near the beginning of season two, you see Black Noir take out one of the soup terrorists and he just lets the soup terrorist use his abilities to blow up the room just to see if it's going to kill Black Noir. And it, do- and it doesn't kill Black Noir. So then he kills the soup terrorist. And uh, in the scene where everyone finds out that Compound V is the reason why there's soups, you see uh, Black Noir just sitting in a hallway crying. Uh, So it's just a minor point to bring up, but just neat things in this series. I think it's really cool. Again, I... I said this in a previous episode about the series, but I think it's really true to what it would be like with superheroes in the world in this case. Like if they were just confined to the United States and under the same circumstance, what it would be like life-wise as soups, meaning with soups in the world. So again, I, I just think it's a really neat series. I think it's well-written and I think they're doing a very good job of it. And I can't wait to see season three, as it apparently will have uh, Jensen, oh, I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Jensen Ackloser. He's one of the main stars as Dean Winchester in the Supernatural series. And uh, I think it's great where they might be going with this from what I've heard. And we'll just have to see how good it gets because it's already great. Uh, as I said before, I did not say that uh, Stormfront is dead either. So we'll see where all that goes as well. Anyway, that's it for this review. Take care, everyone. Have a great day.